Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Shamelessly Unapologetic with me, your host, Alana Pinsky. So for this episode, we have, oof, it's a good one. It's pretty explicit and raunchy, so just trying to give you a warning now. This is probably the most explicit I will ever be on a podcast, and yet ever on any of my social media platforms. So if you were really uncomfortable by listening to conversations related to sex, kink, BDSM, all of that, I would probably advise that you don't listen to this episode if that's going to make you really uncomfortable. But if you don't mind, then you're going to love this episode. You're going to get a lot of tea about sex between me in my experiences with sex and also with Layla, who is my guest for this week's episode. She is the host of the Curious Girl Diaries podcast, and it was such a pleasure having her on. We had so much fun talking about sex, and basically it got really dirty really quickly in the conversation. So I'm excited for you to listen to this episode. So with that, let's get into it. Hello, Layla. It is so awesome to have you on Shamelessly Unapologetic. Welcome. Well, thank you so much for having me. Yes, I can't wait to jump in and start dishing. Absolutely. We got some juicy stories to talk about. So for those of you who are listening, this is Layla from the Curious Girl Diaries podcast. Um, Layla, I would love for you to just introduce yourself really quick. Hi. Well, I uh, I like you. Well, not currently, but um, I am in uh, the Bay Area, and uh, which you know we lovingly refer to as Northern California. Um, I have a five year, five and a half year podcast called The Curious Girl Diaries, and it's all about uh, my sex life, sex in general, and everything in between. And I love to talk about things in explicit, raunchy, fun detail. I absolutely love it. I wish that I could be more raunchy on my YouTube channel, but I'm so worried about my videos getting demonetized since now I hit a really big milestone on YouTube where I've surpassed over a thousand subscribers and then I met the watch hour requirements. And so I have to be so careful with what I talk about now on my YouTube channel. I still bleep out all my F-bombs. Like with podcasting, I can say whatever I want. I don't have to worry about censorship. But when it comes to YouTube, I have to be so careful. I'm going to lose monetization. I'm like, no, I don't want that. <laughs> so it's, it's so nice to be able to have this platform to do that. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm I'm so excited. Um, you know, I think that I mean, she's I could do a whole podcast on the censorship and everything that's gone on. Uh, you know, I think it's really ridiculous. You should be able to talk. We should be able to have a conversation on YouTube about sex. You yeah, know, it's not uh, it's not a dirty subject, but, you know, I do have I do tend to have quite the mouth on me. Um, so I drop F-bombs, P-bombs, uh, D-bombs. <laughs> I say it all. <laughs> yeah. And it's so bad on TikTok. Like, I feel like TikTok is the worst of them all when it comes to censorship. Like if people want to talk about sex of any kind, like verbally saying it is fine. But if you have any captions or words, you have to completely like change the word in the caption so people know what you're referring to else. Right. TikTok's just going to remove the video. It's kind of bullshit. Yeah. There's like way too much protection. 
even saying just like certain things that aren't even that harmful are still considered offensive. I like know people will censor out the word gay. Like people can't even talk about like sexual orientation on the app. It's ridiculous. That that's kind of crazy. I'm really that that surprises me. Um, yeah, I know. There's just there's been so much censorship on really on all the social media platforms. Uh, again, I think it's sad because really, I think what you know we're not doing porn here. We're just promoting healthy sexual ideals and men. Yes, and trying to educate people about you know, that they should be in control of their sexuality. And it's a powerful thing. And it's a fun thing. And why the heck we can't say, you know, dick, penis, vagina, whatever, however we want to refer to it. It's to me, it's crazy. I I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. We're not in the 1950s anymore. I know. Let's get over it. I just, I feel bad for my parents for having to live through that. I am so glad that I was not boring during that time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, cool. Well, I'm excited to chat more. I was figuring maybe we could kind of talk more about just like kind of how we've literally and figuratively just been fucked over within our dating and sex experiences yeah. and just kind of talking about like, what it's like to go through that stuff and just giving a big fat fuck you to people who have just fucked us over. Yes. Where do I start? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know. I'm like the same way. I have a question for you. So you live in the Bay area, correct? Yes. And I know that dating in the Bay area, because I used to live in San Francisco for four years. It's brutal. Yeah. And what I've noticed is that, a lot of men out there are not looking for serious relationships and little dumb, naive me never once asked these men, what are your intentions? I didn't start doing that until 2020. And literally a lot of my encounters would just kind of end in the most mediocre sucks that I've ever had. I don't know what it is about all of these basic tech dudes most of them have been white yeah they just don't know how to perform yeah yeah well okay so my experience is a little bit different this will be okay enlighten me I bet you we're gonna have a lot of similarities but I have been kind of in a different lane my intention when I started all of this you know when I started my podcast it was really to kind of do a social experiment on myself resurrect my non-existent sex life after three and a half years of not having any sex. Oh, I've been there. Yeah. And it's, which was completely ridiculous. I woke up one day and said, what the F am I doing? I need to stop wasting the pretty. I'm going to get out there and I'm going to make a sex bucket list and start crossing things off. And then I was also going to podcast about it and put it out there just so that people could follow the adventures and hopefully be motivated by it and and get inspired if they were kind of in the same rut that I was in. So Mm. I very quickly made my list and I joined a bunch of, you know, what I lovingly call just the hookup sites. And I put up a profile and boom, within 10 days, dry spell broken. So my intention was to have, it was to have casual sex. It wasn't to find a relationship. I wasn't Mm -hmm. a relationship opposed necessarily because sometimes you can't help that stuff. Sure. But 
I just really wanted to kind of explore my sexuality, explore, explore all the kink and all the things that I had on my list. And then I, and then I thought, okay, once I do this, I'll, you know, this will take me about a year. I'll podcast about it for about a year. And then after that, you know, I'll go back to my vanilla life and I'll be done with the podcast because the experiment's over. Well, that didn't happen. It kept going. Nice. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's here I am five and a half years later. So I'm, and I'm just kinkier. I get kinkier and kinkier every year. (laughs) I love it. I love it. But the interesting thing was uh, about where I was, sorry for the long intro, but the interesting thing is what I found is that men, there's a lot of men that don't know how to approach women. Uh, they're terrible. They're just, they send you dick pics or it's, Hey, and their spelling and their grammar is horrific. And I am like the (laughs) grammar fucking police. I cannot stand like, don't, don't, don't say, how are you with an R and a, you know, a letter R and a letter U. I know. And it's like, how old are you? Right. Like in your twenties, thirties. I'm not, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm 29. I'm going to be 30 in a few months, which is yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, don't know how that happened, but it's like, I'm talking to men who were almost close to 30 years old and they're using words like, Hey, how the word, the letter R, the letter U. It's like, yeah. bro, come on. I know. Did you not go to college? I'm sorry. Right. Your parents wasted all that money and now you have student debt and this is all you have to show for it. But it, it drives me bonkers. So that's number one. Um, then there's the, once you get past that, there's this whole group and you tell me if you found this, there's this whole group of men who are cheaters and they're just on, you know, they put up a profile and all they want to do is cheat on their partner. And I would say it's a good, at least 50% of, you know, the guys that contact me even though I say not interested in married guys, not interested in guys that are cheating with girlfriends, you're rolling in out of town, just saying, Hey, I'm in town for business. Nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Cause I can't, I can't verify whether or not you are married or not. And I don't, you know, whatever you want to do is your business, but you're not going to do it with me. And so I have, you know, people will swear up and down that they're not married. And then I'll be out with them. And I'm like, Oh, you're married. You know, you're definitely married. I can tell, I can see the, there's a tan line on their ring finger, even though they've taken it. (laughs) No. Oh, that's so scummy. That's so weird. I've never experienced that. At least not in the barrier. Like I've never (sighs) gone out with guys who have already been partnered. Um, I mean, I've gone out with guys who have recently ended relationships, but that's not the same thing. Like they're single. So it, it's perfectly fine if they need to rebound or whatever. But yeah. for these guys that you've been dealing with, God, I'm so sorry. That's 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 grimy. Well, we might be on. See, now this may be part of that might be my fault because I, you know, I would assume maybe you're on a little more date for date dating sites. Maybe are you, what, what, how are you meeting people? Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to know how you were meeting people too. So I used hinge, um, in San Francisco and I also used the league. So the league was probably the first app that I used, And it was actually the first date that I got off Hinge, not off hinge off the league. And over time, the league just got boring. People just don't respond or apply back. And I didn't like that 
you only get three people per day. And that was frustrating. And then finally, I matched with somebody who actually did reply back to me. He seemed interesting. Um, But I don't think he was actually like looking for anything serious, at least not with me, at least. So it fizzled out. But God, he was just really weird. So after we had sex, so we had sex the third time that we saw each other, but it I would consider it the second date. Yeah. Um, and we can get into more in that in detail. I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But yeah, The League was the first app that I experimented along with Hinge. And then I realized Hinge is the real deal for me. I do have yeah. Bumble on my phone, but I don't like Bumble as much just because of the location tracker because I have matched with guys who may live in like Petaluma, but they were in San Francisco when I came across their profile and I swiped on them. Yeah. And then I feel misled because I don't have a car. You living in Petaluma is fucking useless to me. Yeah. Unless if you want to keep going to the city to see me, you know, that's, that's your call. Yeah. But how am I supposed, like, I don't want to ask you to drive me out to Petaluma all the time to go to your place. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So I have, yeah, I mean, people, people don't realize that the Bay area, while it's, everything is sort of close and San Francisco is not that big, but the traffic is so shitty. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're in, I was in the East Bay and if you're in, in Berkeley, you know, um, I was in Lafayette. If you're in Berkeley, well, shit, that can take forever to get there, uh, depending on what time the traffic is. You know, yeah. I don't want to be, uh, it's going to take me an hour, literally, to get through the tunnel, get over to you. And and it's it's horrific. <laughs> so yeah. being in close proximity is definitely a must. The, Especially uh, in the Bay Area. Yeah. Yes. Now, I, how about, have you experienced a lot of guys standing you up? Sort of. So I've had um, guys who will cancel on me last minute. I've been stood up once and that was when I was in grad school and it was on Valentine's Day. <gasps> Big fat fuck you to this guy. I met uh, him. I met fucker. him at a. Oh, my God. So I met him at a speed dating event. Uh-huh. We went out for maybe about close to two months and we talked about maybe wanting to spend time with each other on Valentine's Day. And. I was waiting for him to text me and I'm, and it was snowing that day and I was getting worried about the snow. And so I followed up with him and he just wasn't replying back to me. And I was crying because I just didn't understand like why I was being stood up. And then he didn't get back to me maybe until like six at night saying, hi, sorry, this is actually a really shitty time of the year for me. And I would rather just be alone. And I was not understanding about it because when we talked about making these plans, why couldn't you just communicate with me saying like, hey, this is actually not a good time of the year for me to do things like this. I found out that his dad had passed away a few years ago. Um, So like the memory haunts him, which is really sad. But it's like you should have still communicated that with me. I would have been understanding if you said, hey, Valentine's Day is actually a really depressing time of the year for me because my dad died around this time. You know, yeah. I would have been so much more understanding about that. Like, why couldn't you just tell me that? I'm not cutting this guy any slack. And here's no. Uh, first of all, he left you sitting right. At, you were sitting down at 
at your date destination where you're going, where we were going to, we were going to have, we were going to just have like basically a Netflix, Netflix and chill type date. Okay. We were going to order takeout, watch a movie. Honestly, I was hoping we could have sex because we didn't get a chance to have sex. We had messed around like with oral sex and stuff like that, but we never got to actually do sex. And so I was hoping that could be a good moment to to lure him in and do that. And it didn't happen. So part of me was also kind of crying because I'm like, I'm not getting sex tonight because I was was in a dry spell. Well, Um, (laughs) plus I know you prep for that, right? I mean, (laughs) right. We are getting everything. Our, everything is every plug, every we're ripping and we're plucking, we're, we're quaffing. I mean, everything's looking good. Yeah. You're not going to go that far if it's just you by yourself. (laughs) I know. I know. I mean, my vibrator can only do so much, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. And so, and and by the time I didn't even want to masturbate because I was in such a crummy mood. Right. So that just ruined everything for me. So I downed like a good chunk of wine and got very drunk and threw up the next morning. Um, Oh, no. It was a horrible decision on my part, but it's like. It was shitty and it did not make me feel good at the time. I was 24 when this happened. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, fuck him. Um, clearly, that was the last of that and I was yeah. done. But to go back to your previous question, I've never been stood up, but I've had people cancel on me at the last minute. So mm-hmm. it's like, while I appreciate you communicating with me, it's still fucking disrespectful. Right. Because usually their excuses are dumb. Um, I actually had an instance a couple weeks ago where I was supposed to get dinner with a guy on a Sunday and then last minute he texts me, oh, sorry, I can't make it. I got called in for work. The dude literally works at IBM. Is IBM really making you work on a fucking Sunday? Why couldn't you just say like, why couldn't you tell your job saying, hey, I have plans. I can't come into work. Or why didn't he just like man up and tell you the fucking truth? Yeah, it's like I never even got to meet. I never even got to meet him. Yeah. So that was disrespectful. So I really didn't care to like want to do a rain check with him. So when somebody does that to you, what's your policy? Here's the thing. I expect them to say, hey, please let me make it up to you. If they are if they are genuinely sorry and they immediately ask, when are you available next? Yeah then that's okay. I actually did have one guy in San Francisco who did do this. So literally an hour before we were supposed to go on a date, we were going to go to the Tonga room. Have you been to the Tonga room in the Fairmont hotel? No. Oh, it's awesome. Yeah. It's a cute little tiki bar, very expensive drinks. They have live music. Uh, It's such a great time. So We had plans to go there. I got all dressed up. I had done all my makeup, done my hair. I was looking like a smoke show. And then an hour before we were going to meet up, he texted me. He's stuck at work. He was like a founder of his own startup. So, you know, I'm dealing with a typical tech bro. Yeah. And (laughs) he texted me saying, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it tonight. But what are your plans like for tomorrow? Thankfully, I was still available the next day. And... I was able to give it a shot because he still wanted to like try to make it up. He was like, hey, can we do this tomorrow? And of course, I'm thinking like, but 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 I got ready. I'm all ready. I'm ready to call my my Uber. I was like trying to be understanding and I appreciated him like immediately doing a rain check. So that is my policy. If they immediately set a rain check date, 
that's fine. But when I say like, okay, I'm not going to ask for a rain check. That's on you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. So I have had, I haven't been stood up a lot, but the times I have sort of were, you know, in my opinion, doozies. Um, one time I, this is a good story. One time I was, uh, I thought, oh, I was going to meet this guy. He's this fireman. So cute. Oh, and I like tall because I'm tall. So he was like 6'4 and super cute. And I'm, I'm getting excited. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna get some. And, you know, so I'm like, I'm getting, you know, going through the routine, getting a blowout, you know, making sure my eyelashes are done, eyebrows, the, you know, nails, toes, everything's shaved and ready to go. Well, um, it was, oh, God. I don't know if you remember, this was years ago. It was one time it was raining so stinking bad. There was so much standing water on the freeway and we had set, uh, we'd set, you know, a dinner date, Mm -hmm. meet for dinner and then, you know, do whatever afterwards. Well, we get, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, Jesus it's pouring rain. I did not really want to be, I was almost wanting to cancel because, you know, it's a long drive again, you know, from the East Bay on over to the city and, um, there, there, and, and it was just not safe really. I mean, I was driving really slow. Anyway, I get there, the, the restaurants closed. Oh no. So I get there. I, first of all, I get there and I'm circling around. I'm like, I'm looking for parking. You know how that is. Mm-hmm. And, um, I text him. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm looking for parking. Give me, you know, I'll be in in just a minute. I get out of my car. I'm several blocks away. You know, it's raining like a motherfucker. And <laughs> I get there, I walk up and the damn place is closed. So I text him. I'm like, Hey, are you here? It's closed. I'm going to go to the restaurant kitty corner and have a drink. You know, let me know where you're at. Okay. I'm waiting, waiting, waiting 20 minutes. Nothing. Cricket. So I'm like, I'm drinking my champagne and I'm like, okay, fucker, you're not coming. So I text him. I'm like, you know, obviously you're not coming. I would have appreciated you letting me know that. So he texts me and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm with my friends. I'm too drunk to to go out. You're kidding. No, no, I'm not. That's so fucking disrespectful. And so I was just like, okay, fuck you. I mean, I didn't say that, but I, I didn't respond, drove home. Then the next day he's texting, texting. I'm really sorry. Can, you know, let me make it up to you. I have zero tolerance and zero sympathy for a grown ass man acting like that. Yeah. You, knew you had a date. Why are you getting drunk? It, it was probably, in my opinion, it was a bullshit story anyway. Cause I'm, you know, I can kind of tell, I can, I can smell a lie a mile away. I'm like, yeah, that up, you know, you're just bullshitting. So then as it turns out, here's the twist. Here's the strange little twist of fate. Oh yeah. What happened on the website that I met him on? I get this message from this woman and she's like, Hey, um, you know, me and my partner like to play, you know, or would you be interested in a threesome, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, who's your partner? And she goes, here's his, uh, here's, you know, she gave me his uh, handle. And I'm like, uh, no, I would not be interested in that asshole. He's, he's rude. It's, it's him. It's oh, this guy. No. I, said, I said, no, I think what I responded to her was, oh, apparently you and your uh, partner have the same taste in women. But I'm, I'm, I'm afraid if, you know, if, if you're hanging out with him, I, we might not get along so well because this asshole just stood me up a couple of days ago. And she was like, oh my gosh, no, you know, what, 
what did he do? And so I told her and she starts to spill the beans about this guy. She's like, well, he is, first of all, he lives, he doesn't live in the Bay area. He comes in and he, I guess works, does like, I don't know, substitute fireman work for that for in San Francisco from time to time. He lives in um, Oregon with, in his wife's basement. And I'm like, oh, that's what he told you that it's, it's, he's in the basement. It's he's probably, you know, the guy's still married, you know, represented himself as single, living in the Bay Area the full time. There is some sneaky, shady shit that goes on. Like, why can't you just say you're polyamorous or something? Like, I just, I don't understand. He's not, he's a cheater. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, that. He's just a cheater. He's just a cheater. Got it. Okay. And when he's in town working, when he's in town working, he just likes to represent that he lives there and that, you know, um, like, whatever, you know, like he lives there and he's a fireman. That was the only truth that he told. And, uh, you know, anyway, and the, whatever. So that was, but that was quite funny. And I did a podcast episode about that. It's like, you know what? It is kind of a small world. So you need to just be careful. The, you know, what, what stories you tell to whom, because it gets out. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I never, but even before I had talked to her, uh, that, you know, he was, like I said, texting me the next day and I was just like, nope, no, no, no. I, you, you have one shot. If you fuck it up, that's it. I've already seen everything I need to know. That tells me you just don't, you don't respect yourself and you certainly don't respect my time, but I do. So, uh, no, I don't give second chances when it comes to that. And then, yeah, yeah, the last time it happened, that was, I don't know, long, maybe about a year ago, you know, similar, just guy left. I was at the restaurant, you know, texting like, Hey, I'm here. Are you here? Where, you know, never, never called. Then he, you know, then the next day he said, or waited like four days. And then he gives me the story that, you know, somebody died. I'm like, I knew I'm like, he's going to say somebody died, you know? And I'm sorry. I'm just like, well, you know, uh, you still could have said, He's like, well, I was drunk and again, no. I was grief stricken and, and drinking, you know, and I'm like, you know, I don't have any sympathy for this because when my mom passed away, I still had on the day she passed away, I had somebody calling me renting my Airbnb, my cabin in Tahoe. And I had to take their call because guess what? They had a question. Did I want to get on that call? No, I did not. But sure. these people don't know what's going on in my life. And I'm not going to ruin their perfectly lovely vacation because I'm not answering my phone. You know, I took the call very quickly, answered their question, got off and finished grieving. You know, yeah. it takes two seconds and, and death is not an excuse to not to be and turn yourself into an asshole. So yeah. anyway, yeah. So that was, but boy, busting that guy. I mean, I couldn't believe it when she reached out to me and said, oh yeah, you know, he's real hot, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm like, who is he? <laughs> I go, oh yeah, I know who he is. He's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. That's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I get a lot of, not that I, I like I said, that's it's only, I've only been stood up, I think twice in like five years, um, is guys, you know how they say, do you ever hear guys saying that women misrepresent themselves? You know, yes. like they're like they put up pictures of when they were skinnier or just, you know, they're working the good angles, whatever. Yeah. You know, lying about their age. I find men do that 
just as much as probably. Oh, I've been misled before. Yeah, bait, mm-hmm. they like bait and switch you. I have had men put up pictures that were at least ten years old. Yeah, like, and they're still, and they're staying. They're saying that that's how old they are, and they're not. I mean, it's obvious. I'm like, you look like the crib keeper. There's no way. What? <laughs> <laughs> There's just no way. So it's it's sad, and I feel like, you know. Buddy, why don't put me in an awkward position now to call you out on it because I'm going to, because I can't help but say exactly what I'm looking at right in front of me, a man who's at least 15 years older than he represented himself and and probably 25 pounds heavier. You know, yeah. <laughs> what did you think I would not see that? You know? Yeah, it's like just be honest. It's like there will be out there will be men out there. It will still find you attractive just the way you are. You just haven't met like the right people. Like one thing that I do on my dating profiles, I don't like that I have to do this, but it's just to weed out assholes. So, you know, a lot of men will be nasty and they'll say things like take her swimming on the first date or like they'll see a woman what she really looks like without makeup. So, you know what I did? I said, here's a fucking picture with me without makeup on my dating profile. I don't I'm not aggressive about it. I yeah. just show them it's a really lovely picture of me. Yeah. Um, I look really good in it. Um, It's ac- my like I have acne all over my face right now. But at that time, like I looked really good. It looked like I wasn't wearing any. It looked like, I'm sorry, it looked like I was wearing maybe foundation or concealer, but I wasn't. Like, my skin actually looked really good at the time, and it was a completely makeupless face, and I looked really good in it, so I put it on my profile. Mm -hmm. And then I'm wearing makeup in the other pictures, but it's like, here's me easily being transparent with you. If you're one of those guys who has to judge a woman what her natural face looks like and then says that she's a completely different person without her makeup, I don't want you in my life. So let me just show you what I look like to save you time. If you still think I'm beautiful both ways, great. Let's go on a date. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So you don't, so you're, so you never like, like I said, you've never, you don't run across the married guys. Um, I think since I moved to Portland, I am, I've ran, I've been running more across people who are more poly. Okay. So those are the closest married guys. But, you know, when you're in a polyamorous relationship, that is consented, of course. And, you know, they very well could be lying that they're poly and maybe they are just trying to cheat. You know, I don't know, but I don't involve myself with those people. Like I'm looking for something monogamous and I have no I have no issues with people who choose the poly lifestyle. Um, It's just not it's not for me. I hope they find what they're looking for, but I'm not your person. Yeah. To be in a poly relationship with. I want something that's long-term monogamous. I want marriage. I want babies. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm almost 30. And like, I'm telling myself, like, if I'm not married by like 35, I'm going to consider freezing my eggs. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you, you have all those options and it's good that you, you know, it's good that you are clear on what you want. And, I'm very clear with what I want. And, yeah. Yeah. And, and, don't let you don't let anybody try to sway you or talk in anything else. You, you're putting it out there. You're honest. And it sounds like for the most part, people are respecting that. Like you're drawing to you the same people like kind, you know, water. Yeah. 
level. Yeah, exactly. So like one thing that I do now is before I agree to go out with a guy that I meet on Hinge or any dating app, I just quickly ask them like, hey, before I agree to anything, can I just ask like what your intentions are, like what you're looking for and how long you've been single for? I've never had a guy respond poorly to me asking that. I've had guys being like, wow, a girl's never asked me about intentions before, but I kind of like it. So I'll be honest, I'm not looking for anything serious. I've only been single for four months. This happened to me um, summer of last year with some Australian guy, actually. And I said, oh, well, thanks for letting me know. But we're not on the same page. And then that was the end of that. And it's funny because before this Australian guy, I was dating another Australian guy. And that whole oh. thing, that whole thing fell apart. It's- He's a good person, but we just ended up not being on the same page with some stuff. And that's kind of where I learned my lesson right mm-hmm. there. So is that, is that your type? Do you have a type? I Here's the thing. I don't have a type. I will say international men are definitely sexy. Yes. You cannot beat an Australian accent. You uh-huh. really can't. It's like the hottest accent out there in my in my opinion. I just am looking for a guy who is a good person, who shows up, who puts effort, who is affectionate, yeah. who is good in bed, can cater to my kinks. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Like, honestly... I'm not asking for much. Honestly, the bar is really low. (laughs) I don't have a type when it comes to looks. Men come in all sorts of shapes and sizes. It's very subjective. It's funny because I keep finding myself dating blonde dudes, but I've always, but I, I'm still attracted to brunettes. Like it's just kind of a coincidence that I go out with a lot of guys that are blonde. Yeah. I just like, I don't have a type in terms of look. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I like guys with facial hair. Sometimes I don't like guys with facial hair. It just really depends on the dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. Totally. Do you have a type at all? Uh, yeah. What is it? Tall. Tall. (laughs) They have to be. How tall are we talking about? Uh, like six. I like six, five. I I mean, so they have to be at least six, two because I'm five, 10. Okay. That makes sense. And I like to wear heels and, um, also, I just don't feel like, you know, it's hard. I have this, I call it tall girl syndrome. It's really hard to be t- tall because, you know, you don't feel tiny and fe- and petite and feminine. Like, you know, if you're five, six, a five, 10 guy is a lot taller than you, you know, and, yeah. and you get that, you know, feminine, safe, protected feeling. If I'm with a guy that's my height and we're in an alley and we get jumped, I'm like, I'm looking at him like, okay, who's, who's defending who, you know, like I, I kind of consider us like the same size, yeah. even though he could still be bigger. Of course he's bigger than me because he's a man and he's stronger, but there's just this thing in my head. So I have to have like an, I mean, a tall man that can just pick me up and flip me around and, take control in the bedroom. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah I, that, I, it's hot. That's what turns me on. It I, is hot. So mm-hmm. for me, I'm a little bit more lenient when it comes to height. So I'm five one. So basically anyone is taller than me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd say like the minimum for me would probably be five, six. A lot of girls would be like, ill. It's funny. I was talking to my sister last week. So she's five, six, five, seven, and her boyfriend is six feet. So it makes a little bit more sense. So she's, she's, she's a lot taller than me. And so 
I was talking about height and I was telling her like, yeah, we'll see. I'm okay with dating guys like five, six, five, seven. She's like, why? I'm like, cause Rebecca, I'm five one. I don't need a guy that's six feet tall. It's useless to me. Well, see, and tall girls, thank you for that because God damn it. Stop snatching up all the tall ones. (laughs) Yeah. And what's what I hate the most is like, I'm, I've been, I went out with this guy recently the past two times and he's six feet and that, like, there was just no way getting by that. Yeah. You know, you're going to run into people that are going to be giants. I'd say six feet is probably the maximum. If they're like six, two, you're going to be useless to me. Yeah. You're, like it's going to be harder to have sex with you in terms of certain positions. Like this guy told me that he really likes doggy style and I'm thinking, well, we're not gonna and like you don't understand like our limbs are different the the difference in our limbs here like legs yeah it's like i had i like he told me this the other day because we hooked up over the weekend and he told me he likes doggy style and i was just like do i say it now or do i wait because it's like you're not going to be successful trying to do doggy style with me you're too tall dude yeah (laughs) it doesn't match up i know and, and, and see the tall guys that I'm with like tall women, because of that, they say that they say their your bodies just match up better in bed. And it's true. Yeah. They, they you, you really, they really do. Um, so now that we're talking about sex. Yeah. We, we've we let's transitioned. Jump, <laughs> let's get into the fun. Yes. Let's get into the fun stuff. So you said you have your kinks. Yeah. What are your kinks? What are my kinks? You know, it's funny. I was, I wanted to play this little game towards the end of our call. So I will say it's more about like favorites and some preferences. So I won't share what my favorite is until the end. Okay. I'd say my biggest kinks. And it's funny. I was literally talking about this with my friend who's visiting me now in Portland. But anyway, so my kinks are obviously not vanilla, but I really like hands on my neck. Mm-hmm. I like being pinned down. I really like rough sex in general. I like to dabble with BDSM. I would say hair pulling is a no-no for me only because I wear extensions. And okay. I wear extensions as a treatment of trichotillomania. So my hair is a big insecurity. Literally on Saturday, my the band to my halo extensions fucking broke. So I casually was just exposing myself. This is not, and that's not the first time that I've had hair m- malfunctions while having sex with guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's happened. You should do a podcast about that. Oh my God. It's happened quite a few times. Mo- they're never judgmental about it. I, you know, I'm upfront with guys saying like, look, I have trichotillomania. I have bald spots on my head. Here it is for you to see. I'm going to hide it from you, but just so if you want to see what I really look like, here it is. But I am going to hide that because I'm trying to have my hair grow back and hair extensions is I'll it, cover it up so I don't pull on it. Yeah, is that so can I ask you, is that just the the like the unconscious just kind of like where you're pulling it out? It's a mental health disorder. But yeah, I mean, I yeah. feel like mine is triggered by anxiety because I do have okay. a lot of anxiety. OK, but yeah, so hair pulling is something that I don't like as much as I wish. I wish I could invite hair pulling into the mix. Yeah. But my hair is just not meant for that right now. Those are your hard limits. That's a limit for me. Unfortunately, handcuffs, blindfolds, um, 
please smack my ass. God, if you don't smack my ass, I'll be so mad. Yeah. I've never like ex- I've never experimented with wax play before. I've never done pegging of any kind. I'm certainly open to it, but I don't have the toy for it just because I've never really dabbled with it. But like I'm open for quite a few things. I would probably save anal probably until I'm more serious partnered. Um, and that would be something that I would be open to trying once in my life. Um, cause oh, I'm, you've I'm, never done anal. I've never done anal. Do you use any kind of butt plugs or anything like that when you're during sex? Yeah, no, I've never really experienced with anal play before other than like being fingered once or twice by one guy who I hooked up with in LA. But other than that, not much. And it's not to say that I'm not open to it. I I certainly am. I think it's more the fact that the guys that I've been with haven't been open to it, or maybe it could be my fault where I just haven't like spoken up and asked. Oh, really? So, because I find most guys are, I find guys always want to do it in the butt. So you're saying (laughs) they're not, they always do. You're saying that these guys are, that you're with, they're not even trying. They're not even like poking around a little bit, like accidentally, you know, like, oh, I'm, whoops, I missed. And now I'm going to try to start poking your butthole. No. No? Yeah. It's like, this goes back to how earlier what I said, like a lot of the guys that I've slept with in San Francisco, way too vanilla okay they're vanilla way too vanilla now there was this one guy that i had sex with and we had sex on our second date after we went to a giants game by the way giants games are a great date idea just fyi but besides the point so we went back to his place we had sex and i discovered that this guy is one kinky motherfucker and normally i'm not really a fan of aquarius men I'm a Scorpio. So like, I, listen, like I'm a Scorpio. We are the sign of sex. Yeah. And so I've had sex with, I think, two Aquarius men and the sex has just been kind of mediocre. And while the guy did have kinks that I liked, I liked that he was a little bit more rough and he literally had a box of sex toys that really excited me. We never got to dabble with them. But I knew that this guy could have been really entertaining and maybe he could have changed my mind about Aquarius men. Um, but that did yeah, not happen. You, it ended up just- let someone use sex toys on you? Like just th- th- that were theirs? Like obviously they've been used. What, what do you, uh, What I mean, is it, are they gently used or are they like battered up? I mean, like, where do you I, draw the line with that? Yeah, no, I would have totally let him use them. It's just that he just decided to not use them that night. Oh. But I, want, I want to blame myself because I wish I had spoken up and been like, pull out the sex toys. Yeah. Let's use them. Um, but I also will say when I do have sex for the first time with someone new, at least I do prefer to keep it a little bit vanilla just because I want to get that chance to like explore and get to know that person's body. Like maybe I'd say like the first three times and then we can start spicing things up. I think that's a little bit fair. Now, some people, they just want to jump right into it and that's totally fine too i think for me it's really important to know what people like in bed because some people may not be comfortable with kinks they might just be comfortable just doing vanilla stuff i mean if they only just want to do vanilla stuff and they really won't be open to anything not even like choking or spanking then i'm gonna dip because that's lame but so are you qualifying them before you meet them? I mean, you just don't, are you just, just winging it? You don't know anything about their. Correct. I wing it. And then okay. like what I'll do is like, first I'll like have sex vanilla. 
And then I'll be like, so what are you into? Yeah. And I'm not going to like just dis like I would only disqualify them if they truly are not open to anything. How often does that happen? It hasn't happened. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, it hasn't happened. Yes. They're always open to at least something. Yeah. I've never met a guy that only just wants vanilla sex. I mean, I've only gotten vanilla sex, but then again, like it's only happened one time and then I don't get to have sex with them ever again. Because a lot of the sex that I've had in San Francisco has been pretty mediocre. Wondering what's making it mediocre in your mind. It just being too, too vanilla. Um, the fact that they're not even returning the favor, like they're not going down on me. It's too they're short. Not? No, I've had I've had <gasps> two instances where the favor was not returned. Oh, my God. That's when you tell the guy, get the fuck out so I can finish the job. Yeah, but I also blame myself because I also never asked. Because I bet if I asked, they would do it. And so I realized, don't just assume that you know or that they know that's what you want. So I just asked. So when I was hooking up with this guy on Saturday, after I went down on him, went back to start making out with him. And then I asked him, hey, will you go down on me? And then he did it. So. Yeah. I feel like I just need to speak up more. That's something that I guess I, you know, I just learned how to be more vocal and to communicate because communication is very important when it comes Absolutely. to sex. It's okay to talk and have conversations while you're getting it on. That's so important in my opinion. Yeah. So the fact that I asked, he was happy enough to do it. Are you vocal in bed? Are you dirty talking? Are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. I love, yeah. I love dirty chatting, whether it's sexting or in real life. Before I moved into the studio, I was living in this cute little house in North Portland. And I lived with one other girl. Uh -oh. <laughs> and so she, her room was right below mine. And so I was seeing this guy for about a month and a half. And I actually really liked the sex with this guy, but we just really had nothing else in common. I think the only thing that was decent about our relationship was just the sex. Yeah. And so I was vocal. He was also vocal. And so she heard everything. <laughs> oh, no. Would she give you the blow? Would she recant it to you like the next morning? <laughs> oh, my God. No. She, yeah, no. She was just like, so you had fun last night? And I'm like, yep. Yeah. Sure oh did. Did you ever hear also her? She had sex too. Like she would bring a guy back um, that she was like casually hooking up with. And so I, I would hear her too. So it was just kind of like, it just, there was no modesty in this house. We, yeah. are, sex, we are just sex fiends. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, <laughs> do you like, do you have like a, a set time you're waiting to, before you start having sex or you just go for it? It's just, if you feel, if you're feeling it, you go for it. What do you mean, like a set time? I mean, like, do you like on the first date? Oh, it depends. So the guy that was very vocal with me in bed, we actually did have sex on the first date, and that yeah. was actually the first time that I did have sex with on the on the first date with anyone. It it just felt right. Yeah, I guess there have been times where I've wanted to have sex on the first date, but the opportunity didn't present itself well enough. But yeah, it just. There was just something about him. I'm just like, you know what? I'm totally down to have sex with him. And we did. And it was great. He spent the night. We did it again in the morning. And it was, yeah, just as great. And then we had sex quite a lot within 
the past month, which was more sex than I've gone from like any person that I've dated. Like when I've had sex with guys in the Bay Area, I have sex with them once and then I never get to see them again after that. And I'm like annoyed because I'm like, wait, why? I want to have sex with you again. They just they just are not interested afterwards. So you have sex after you have sex with them, they're not interested in seeing you anymore. Yeah. And, you know, maybe ghost or what do they do? Some have been mutual opt outs. So I've never been completely ghosted. So it's like. They don't contact me. I'm going to write that down. Mutual opt out. (laughs) So a mutual opt out is when you don't contact them and they don't contact you. Okay. That's not ghosting. Ghosting is when you text somebody and they just stop replying back. I like that. Mutual opt out. So it was, I've had some mutual opt outs. Um, I just call them one hit wonders. That works too. Yeah. I feel like I've had a lot of one hit wonders. That's a better way of putting it is one hit wonders. And I'm not looking for a one hit wonder. Like I want to have sex with you again and again and again. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Where are they going? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know where they're going. Were they any good in bed? Was it, is it something you wanted to repeat? I mean, I would have given it another chance because again, I feel like the first time you have sex with someone new, it's, it's not always going to be good. It's always awkward. Yeah. Even like when I had sex with this first guy in Portland that I went out with, it was a little awkward. Um, he wasn't able to go down on me. I was on my period, so I wasn't going to make him do that. That's gross. Have so, you ever had a guy do that? I've had guys who've wanted to. I'm like, no. Yeah. I'm like, I appreciate the thought, but no. I've done it once. And Have I- you? I couldn't, it was his, like, he really liked it. It turned him on. And I'm wow. like, okay. I well, mean, again, everyone has their kinks. All right. You know, but he was a little odd. He drove a mini Cooper and he had a Merce. A Merce. Okay. And I was just like, I, I can't, I, I, I'm not feeling the Merce. That just, that really kind of like, that made my, you know, that, that, that made, that didn't make my clit hard. I was like, oh no, he's just too metrosexual. Like, you know, it was like, yeah. We were just getting into a weird realm, but he did have a big dick. So Uh I really wanted to fuck him. And so I'm like, okay, this is what it's going to take. If you want to go down on me while I'm on my period, if that's what it was, he was like, yeah, that was one of his things. It was a kink. He really liked it. And I'm like, okay, go for it. And, but I couldn't get into it because I felt squeamish about it. I was just like, oh my God, I can't, you know, I was in my head. Yeah. Anyway, by the time, you know, by the time I finally did get to get on that big dick, I, it was just, I was still like, oh, this is it's just cringe. Wrong. Yeah. Oh, I can enjoy it. It's all wrong. So is there a slang term for a guy going down on a woman on her period? Yes. What's it it's called? called? Earning your red wings. Earning your red wings. Okay. That's, that's, that's a new one to me. I was like, there has to be some See, sort of slang like, term for that. Wings the wings oh god so for those of you who are listening she's literally pointing to like the corners of her of her lips and going up and out yeah there's so your little kind of visualize red, it you <laughs> red wings yeah that's what they call it i don't know oh god oh man um that's that's the only time i've ever done that now yeah. i like period sex i, don't I like that. period sex too it feels good to me. I'm, I'm extra horny when I'm on my period. So I'm like, yeah, exactly. 
And if a guy won't fuck me when he's on, when I'm on my period, that's a deal breaker. Yeah. Fuck him. Um, I actually, (laughs) I had, um, a girl on my YouTube channel. We did a mukbang collab and we talked about period sex. Um, we talked, we went pretty, um, in depth about period sex and like masturbation in this video. And we were just so open and out there regarding the topic. Are you ready to take the ride on the Crimson River? Right. I call it running red lights. <laughs> Love it. Red light running. You know, we're just like, we're just going to run some red lights. Yeah. Um, what about size? Does size matter to you? I don't think size matter. I think it's more of the girth. Exactly. I mean, I've experienced some really, I've experienced some really small dicks in my life, but the girth is just fine. Yeah. I think I've had one disappointing dick in my life. And this was the guy who canceled an hour before. And I met up with him the next day and we did have sex that night. And the sex was just so bad. Like none of us got foreplay. Like, I think he just maybe like fingered me and then we had sex and missionary. And that was it. It was the most boring fucking thing i have ever experienced in my life yeah and he had a micro penis i i like don't want to use the term micro penis because it feels like it's body shaming okay but it just it, i will say it was small it was smaller than average i would say it was smaller than average and the girth was smaller than average well, some guys, I mean, I don't consider micro penis like a shameful term because some guys like they really get off on that, you know, like cuckolds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have really small penises and that's their whole thing. And so, you know, they like to be, they, they like to be shamed by the size. They that's like, to- a, but that's a kink though. Like I know humiliation's a kink. Yeah. I, I think, you know, it depends on the guy. I don't think I have met a guy who's into that humiliation kick or at least not that I know of mm-hmm. maybe I have met them and they just haven't been open about it but for me I I just believe like if you have a very small penis in terms of length and girth then you need to be using your mouth yeah well and also you have if you have a really good stroke game that's that changes things because a lot of times guys just want to go, you know, in, 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 and they're not going around and they're not doing circles and they're not changing up their rhythm. That's not where it's at. You know, you're not going to, you're not going to really do much with that. So make sure you're using your hands. It's, you know, everything touch my nipples, touch my clit, suck my clit, please Hoover that shit. I don't know what yeah. I, I need suction. I, I hear that. I hear that. It's stimulating. Guys, you know, it's like, don't just lick it with the tip, you know, like get in there and hoover that shit. Like that is what's going to make me come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. I, mean, I hear you. D- I'm, cu- I'm curious to know really quick. Um, I've shared my kinks, but I want to know what your kinks are. Okay. There's a lot. <laughs> okay, go go for it. Pop off. Um, so I'm totally into BDSM. Um, all, you know, it was funny. Like a lot of the stuff that you're saying, I was a collared sub for about three and a half years. Okay. Um, I just the aggressiveness, the 
you know, I love being tied up like the Shibari. Shibari. I wanted to explore Shibari. Rope play is super hot. Um, and you know, I like nipple clamps, click clamps, um, being called a dirty little slut riding on me. You know, I also enjoy being called a dirty little slut. Owned, you know, don't ever owned. tell me that in real life, only in the bedroom. But oh yeah, no, I mean this is <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I love having, you know, I loved having a dominant and being his submissive. It is just, it's so fucking hot. There's no, there's no higher erotic bond than that. I mean, I agree. When you I get into totally agree. it's amazing. You're hypersensitive. Um, I mean, I've had some of the most amazing mind blowing sex with a dominant it's, you know, the, I love choking. I love to yeah. be choked out. Like I like, I like a guy to, that he has to know what he's doing and all of this stuff has yes. to be done with full consent, full consent. And you have to have a safe word and safe you word. know your partner. This isn't, you know, these aren't things that you do casually with people that you don't know and that you haven't asked for permission for. This is all permission-based stuff. And yeah. you need a certain level of closeness and connection and intimacy. And you don't just walk in and role play this stuff with somebody. I had somebody. Oh, role play. I forgot to mention that. That's something I love. Yeah. Yeah. But, the, but the, you know, like the bondage and when you're being cuffed and you have blood flow restriction and things like that, you can do damage. So you kind of, you, you need to be with somebody. somebody. Yeah. You need to be with somebody that's experienced and that knows what they're doing. But, but I like to be choked out. I like to be choked so that I just pass out a little bit and then I wake up and you're still fucking me. That is so fucking hot. That is more extreme than me. I don't think I want to be choked until I pass out for a little bit, but that's the second. It's yeah. Just like, yeah. It's that's really totally fine. I mean, I mild to moderate choking, I think is what I prefer. You, you seem like you like the severe stuff. Well, I I'm, I'm over the line with the moderate, but I'm not like, like, I don't want to be punched. I don't want to be cut. Yeah, um, neither, no, not, you know, way. like any of that. I don't, you know, um, anything that's, I'm not into, I like to be spanked and I, I love when a guy, you know, br bites me and leaves his, leaves some bruises and, or when my ass is bruised from all the spanking, it's mm -hmm. hot, you know, it's it hot is. to have those or my inner thighs, you know, Oh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to see that then, you know, throughout the week or the next week and a half while it's going away, <laughs> Oh, it just, it, yeah, it does it for me. And, um, I love a guy that can make me squirt. Um, that feels really good. Really good. Does but it? I, I've sadly never experienced squirting before. You need, you need to be with someone that if a guys, they know how to do it. Like I didn't know yeah. how, I didn't know either. It was like I said, it was on my bucket list. And when I met my, my, who he wasn't my dominant then, but he ended up being my dominant. He's like, Oh yeah, I can do that. I'm like, what? And the, on our first, the first time we had sex, he just, he's like, yeah, I'll do that for you. And I'm like, try me. Like, try me. I really, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't, I, and he just, boom, he, he knew right where to go that there wasn't a dry spot on the bed when wow. we were done. Oh yeah. I mean, this, the sex with him was always hot from go. It, it oof, sounds ooh. like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like it. Damn. That's what I'm into. <laughs> so really we, good sex. Yeah.
So we are running short on time. So I wanted to play a quick little fun game. Yes, let's do it. Okay. So um, favorite kink, what would you say? Oh my gosh. Favorite kink. Uh, I don't know. Face fucking, I guess. Face fucking. Okay. My favorite kink, definitely being choked out and then being spanked till there's a bruise on me. Yeah. I um, like slapping too. A little yeah. slapping, not it's a little, little playful slapping's hot. Yep. Yes. Especially like right after, um, Let's say you walk out of the bed and then they just reach around and they just smack your ass. Yeah. Or if they're like in the kitchen, you're cooking, they just smack your ass. That's hot. Please do that. Yes. All the time. Uh, favorite sex position. Oh, okay. This is, this is might sound boring, but I do love to be on my back because, okay. because I'm visual. I like to see a nice hard cock going in and out of me. That. Okay. That just, that visual sends me over the edge. Like when I can look down and see that. Yeah. I love it. Fair. I really like being on top. I love having some control. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Yep. And it's fine. Can you come faster that way? A little bit. Yeah. And I feel like I'm at a good angle. It gives the guy a chance to relax. Cause I mean, I honestly, sometimes I feel bad for men when it comes to sex. Like it's gotta be fucking exhausting for them with all the thrusting that they have to do it's it's a lot of work it's like just how about you relax let me do some work so i don't mind um so i'd say i really like being on top yeah team dom or team sub sub okay i am kind of a mix of both and maybe this is because this is a scorpio in me I, I love being submissive, but I also love taking control, especially when I'm having sex with someone new who is still like, not sure of like what to do with my crazy Scorpio ass, who is obsessed with sex, always horny, like all the time. I like having some control and I've had a lot of guys who like it when I take control, they find it to be really hot. I have, think I found myself to be getting with guys who just accidentally are more submissive than me. Yeah. But I, I believe in balance. Yeah. And then the last one, sugar daddy or be your own sugar daddy. Be your own sugar daddy. Hell yeah. That's exactly it. Be your own sugar daddy. Your own sugar daddy. Awesome. Yes. Well, Layla, this has been so much fun. I'm sure my um, listeners have been like, what the fuck this whole entire oh, yeah. episode. <laughs> I hope I wasn't too graphic. I've heard you though. I think I'm okay. I don't think I like stepped out of bounds. I think your listeners are, they're prepared. Yeah, no, they know what they're getting themselves into. I mean, I also used to have OnlyFans. And so I was really open about my sexuality on that for a while. And I only stopped doing OnlyFans just because I got bored of it. Yeah. Um, But I did make some money off of it, which was nice. But yeah, I mean, this has been so much fun. Layla. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And if people want to find you, where can they find you? Yeah, real easy. Um, They can go to thecuriousgirldiaries.com. And just scroll to the bottom of my homepage and then all the links to my social media are there. I don't want to, you know, all that, I'm not going to, I won't give you all the handles. Just go to the curiouscalldiaries.com, scroll down to the bottom. You can link to all my social medias. Um, also, you know, if you want to chat with me, you can leave me a voicemail on my website. There's a pink tab on the right-hand side of every page that allows you to leave me a voicemail and I will get back to you personally. 
within at least 72 hours. And also you can check out my podcast, Curious Girl Diaries podcast on iTunes and all the major podcast syndicates. Awesome. And I will have all of the social media handles in the show notes as well. All right. Thank you so much. I loved being on. Of course, Layla. And for those of y'all who are listening, if you guys ever have any shameless, unapologetic experiences that you want me to anonymously read on the podcast, be sure to email the podcast at shamelessly unapologetic podcast at gmail.com or feel free to uh, not subscribe, but follow us at shamelessly unapologetic on Instagram. And with that, I will see you next week with a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.